Jesus, MacArthur, Jay-Z, the Cannoli and Kanish, the great ones always return. We haven't seen you in a while, New Haven. You haven't changed a bit. Broadcasting live from the corner of Elm and Orange here in New Haven, you're listening to the Cannoli and Kanish Sports Radio Hour on 103.5 FM LP and online at newhavenindependent.org. I'm Adam Joseph with this week's update. Turning to baseball, the hot stove league is heating up. Locally, the New York Mets have re-signed Ioannis Cespedes to a four-year, $110 million contract. Uh, but the biggest baseball news of the week uh, is that baseball's labor peace will continue. Owners and players have agreed to a new five-year collective bargaining agreement. In NBA action, the New York Knicks beat the Timberwolves last night at the Garden. The win puts the Knicks game over 500. The 5-13 and 13 Brooklyn Nets are in Milwaukee tonight to take on Jason Kidd's Bucks in their 10 electoral votes. The Boston Celtics travel to the city of brotherly love to take on the 76ers tonight. That's a 7.30 tip-off. Uh, across the pond, Tottenham looks to get back to their winning ways against Bob Bradley's Swansea City tonight uh, today at White Hart Lane. The Woodbridge Yellow Jackets successfully avoided promotion to the first division by finishing third in the Connecticut Adult Soccer League. Uh, and finally... The National Football League, the 9-2 and New England Patriots face off against the Los Angeles Rams. The Patriots uh, will be again without uh, star tight end Rob Gronkowski, who underwent back surgery. Uh, good news is that Vinnie Moore will be traveling up to uh, to Patriots Place to uh, supplement the, uh, the the AFC East leaders. Giants head to Pittsburgh uh, to take on the Steelers uh, on Sunday. Giants are 8-3 and three in second place in the NFC East, leading the wild card race. And on Monday Night Football, the hapless New York Jets host the concussed Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. We'll be joined by New York Post Associate Sports Editor and Football Columnist Dave Bledzo. That's Gen- right. Cannoli, Kanish, Vin Joel, welcome back. We're back. You forgot about the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, a, lot has, a lot has happened uh, since we've been gone. Uh, <laughs> couldn't fit that all into the update. <laughs> Cleveland won a championship. Chicago won a championship. Other things happened in the country. Some good, some bad. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a while, but listen. Glad to see uh, Paul is. Um, well, the, the the office hasn't changed much at all. So no, it's, we thought maybe there were like a an Ar- a Marconi award for us waiting for us from from the last couple shows. Nothing. I got. I got to tell you, it would be nice if we got some some recognition, some sort of award, statue, make a medal. I, I don't know. I think. Right, there was no crowd waiting for us. There's, I think, no, there's no staff here. There's no buffet breakfast laid out. A buffet breakfast. To celebrate our return. Joel did walk in with some vintage 1980s gray sweatpants, though. Yeah, you can't get those anymore. I, 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 don't, know where, I don't know where you find those things. I have the New Balance sneakers. Right. Oh, uh, you find them in, uh, where did I get these? Goodwill. I think Kohl's. Kohl's. Yeah, <laughs> Kohl's, right. I mean, uh, I was thinking JCPenney or Kohl's. We said Bob's store. I, yeah, I could uh, see that's a good no, point. They're, they're cheaper in Kohl's than Bob's store. Just maybe maybe for Sears? For those listening who are in the market Sears. for some gray sweatpants. No, hey, look. They have pockets, too. That's nice. We're back. Who would have imagined that since we've been off the air, the Chicago hell, Cubs... Hell would have free, froze over the Chicago three Cubs times. winning the World Series would be the least eventful... Happening of the fall, right? I mean, since we've been gone, Brady served a suspension and has come back. the The Cleveland Cavaliers won a, cha- the, won a the city of Cleveland won a championship, right? And almost won two, Every, almost won right. two championships. But instead, the yeah. Lonsman, Theo Epstein, yeah, took the Chicago Cubs just as he had taken the Boston Red Sox a few years earlier. 
to the promised land. Theo Epstein, look, he should not have to wait five years after retirement to get into the Hall of Fame. They should admit him right now. Let me ask you. You, uh, We know you have a star-studded resume. Eh, perhaps. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good resume. How about I want that? to shoot down the rumors that I'm in the running for Secretary of State right now. Uh, discussions have been had. I am not willing to leave Connecticut, nor am I willing you know, to as change the political party. I mean, do you look at Theo Epstein as, you know, a fellow lawnsman, obviously? But I mean, yeah. is there a, is there a, is there, is there a little jealousy here? Is there jealousy? I mean, no, there's not your, jealousy Your fellow law school classmate is the, is the commissioner of the NBA. No, he was a year ahead of me. Okay. Adam so, Silver, a year ahead of me. Okay. So he was- If a, I had known he was going to be NBA commissioner, I would have been carrying his books to class. I would have done his torts homework. Right. I mean, so- Little did I know. So of all these lawnsmen with great trajectory, you work for me. I work for the people of the state of Connecticut. Wow, they, they got dark, actually. <laughs> I work for the people of the state of Connecticut, of which you are one. Oof. No, but I will Oof. say, I will say, Oof. I'll tell you what yeah, I feel. It's fun, it's fun being back in here. Yeah, it's good. I'll tell you what I feel. <laughs> this is going to be therapeutic, at, I think, for all of us. When I look at Theo Epstein, I feel pride. Pride in my people. Pride in my religion. Tradition. <laughs> no, I'm, he has entered the pantheon of was branch ricky the most a, a famous branch ricky i don't know i don't think why because he was an executive yeah, exactly he, oh, all and he worked all baseball and he worked, and he worked in brooklyn no i will say that uh we don't have a lot of guys named branch in, in, in the in the trust i don't know if it was a short for something else the question is is theo epstein one of the top five jews of all time oh okay you, you have, know what? We should ask. We should ask. We should Mount, ask. We should ask our guests coming on. Mount Rushmore of Jews. Mount Rushmore of Jews. You have Moses. Maybe like a Mount Sinai of Jews. Right? You have Mount Sinai Jews, right? Moses, Sandy Koufax, Moshe Diane, <laughs> Albert Einstein, Rabbi Herb Brockman <laughs> of Mishkan Israel, <laughs> and then maybe you have Theo Epstein. Do we even want to have this conversation with Steve Bannon listening? <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> I have no problem with anything that's happened. I don't want like the CIA. I don't want the NSA pointing their listening devices at my house up in the up in the hills of North Haven. All they're going to hear is flushing anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> flushing and yelling. <laughs> no, I will say no, but really. So the Cubs winning the World Series is a footnote. Yes. From the fall season. <laughs> it is Am absolutely I wrong a that? footnote. Although the Ricketts family, some things have happened. Owners of the Cubs are going into the administration. Yeah. As, as Deputy Secretary of Commerce. I mean, look, listen, I guess you get the call to serve, you serve. But I, You know, I don't know. I mean, like, you own the Cubs. Hey, are the Wilpons going to get to, uh... Yeah, but he's not... No, they, still, they still made off money. He, but he's not the brother that, like, really owns the Cubs. He's, like, on the team, but right, he's right. not... He's like, not the smart brother, right? Yeah, no, this... And he's like, he's like, hey, we got to throw those guys... We got to go... We got to throw those guys something, right? Yeah. If anybody from the Trump administration is listening... Like, he's an assistant clerk. <laughs> I think I think the Wilpons would be an excellent choice to enter the administration, let him sell the team... <laughs> I, they just gave you a Hanukkah gift. What are you complaining about? Yes, they did. 
It's I mean, the ninth night just, of Hanukkah. We've got the one name, Cespedes, that, the one name, right, like you say now that I'm not doing the update. Yeah, exactly. The cannot pronounce happens yeah. to be the greatest player in Major League Baseball. You're out of your mind, Yoenis. But oh yeah, no. Cespedes, an aging, an aging power, uh, power hitter. Nothing yeah. can go wrong. Right. As, as a Yankee fan, I'm going to tell you, good deal, good job. Oh really? I have four words for you, Jason, Bay, Jay, and Bruce. Okay. You went to Cespedes. Two two power hitters who came to the Mets at the height of their careers and failed miserably. Then you have Yoenis Cespedes, who has come to the Mets and carried us to two consecutive postseasons. The five people who were listening all of a sudden were like, oh, yeah, I've heard this thing before. Hold on, turn the channel again. No. No, 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 no. No. I will just say. No, it's a great signing. Uh, they got him for only four years. Look, the guy brings some baggage. I'll say that. It's a little bit nerve-wracking having him be the guy that you hit your star to. Oh, yeah. But really, he's... Full no-trade. I mean, you know. I gotta t- clutch. I got to tell you, I think the Mets have a lot of issues coming up. And I know that we're going to get into football in a minute, but between Familia and uh, his arrest, the fact that every one of their young pitchers down the stretch needed some sort of... had some sort of arm issue... Except uh, Syndergaard, man. Syndergaard's a stud. Oh, no. He had, he had some yeah, soreness. That guy's a, he has the bone spurs. That guy's a beast. You don't want to hear bone spurs. Yeah, I mean, no, he has bone spurs. Look, here's the thing. This could all go very bad very quickly, and you could see Terry Collins gone by June 1st. Oh, yeah. It's already gone very bad very quickly. Okay? They went from being the favorite to make the World Series to just backing in to the wild card. Okay? And really, look, looking forward... The Mets are in trouble, right? They are, you have the Cubs who have the ability to be a juggernaut for the next decade. Okay, they are constructed. They're the 86 Mets, pal. You think so? They could be. Uh, The difference, though, is the 86 Mets were this, you know, bringing together of combustible personalities. You had Gary Carter who would come in. You had Keith Hernandez who would come in. Uh, Ray Knight. They were a hated team. They were picking fights. The Cubs are young. They're homegrown for the most part. They like each other. They're not really hated by every other franchise. They are young position players. I'm just saying, listen, they, they, they put together a, a, you know, a core group just like you know, Oakland did in the early 80s, you know, early 90s, late 80s, 90s. I mean, you got to win, though. I mean, like, you know, this is the thing. You know, you won one. Now, now it's the real test. Are they... The big red machine, or are the are they the late eighties Mets who won once and then couldn't do it ever again because they got caught up in every sort of thing you could think of, whether it was coke or booze or women or just being knuckleheads. This they gotta find out. I don't think it, Theo Epstein and Joe Madden are are gonna allow that. Yeah, well, let's find out. I mean, that's, I think it's gonna have, be I think it's gonna be interesting to watch. The Cubs team right we're, now. We're going to have a lot of time to, uh, to talk about hot stove baseball, but we're joined by uh, some sports royalty uh, on the hotline here. Uh, New York Post associate sports editor and football columnist, Dave Blizzo. Dave, how are you? Canoli and Kanish, it's an honor. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Blaz, it's Joel. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> how you doing, Joel? What's going on? Dave Blazo, one of the leading sports columnists in the United States, former USY basketball power forward, Star, and he's joining us today on the Canolian Knish. Yeah, yeah. Sports w- hour. W- 
We're, we're going to get, be... get to some football in a second. But this is not going to be a career highlight for you, yeah, by the way. Yeah, this is definitely not going to be a career highlight well, for you. I can't deny that I was the dirtiest player in the Commission League in the, uh, <laughs> in the 70s in, uh, in Morris County, New Jersey. But, uh, you know, we move on from that and you know, we, we try to mature a little bit and, and, and spend, you know, the rest of our lives, uh, you know, betting on football, which is what really everybody does, right? So. <laughs> exactly. But we, we, we do want to, we want one question, though. What kind of athlete was Joel? I mean, if you in the in the in the for for the for the uh, White Mountain uh, White Meadow Temple that you guys all played on, how, what, what was Joel's? I mean, was he any good at all? Because I mean, he tells us he was an athlete. We're not believing him. Well, well, Joel was the muscle, you know, to our team. He's a down low force, um, you know, a smart player. And, ah, cere- uh, a cerebral player. Yes. That's nice. All right. Cerebral guy, and and I think most importantly, he was one of the kids who showed up. He gets the participation trophy. Yeah, yeah big, he, so big, so he got the participation. Nice. Right I remember myself as a Michael Jordan level ephemeral talent, but <laughs> probably more like a Brian Quinette, which is a. But I'm I'm willing to agree with our guest. <laughs> well, don't forget when you were when you thought you were Michael Jordan, nobody had seen Michael Jordan. Yet. So that's true. That was, that, that was Michael Michael Jordan. Jordan. It was a different Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. It was the guy who worked in the cafeteria. Right. Uh, it's the guy. Yeah, right. Who's the mailman? <laughs> the mailman. <laughs> okay. Not even, not even the same mailman. So. But, but now we have matured. We are both leading sports journalists, and let's talk some Jeez. football. <laughs> let's talk some football. The National Football Fire League. Away. National Football League. What okay, is the state yeah. of the league? Okay, all through the fall, the demise of the league was the talk of America. Well, that in the presidential election, but ratings were down. Uh, people were wondering: Is the NFL on a irrevocable downswing? What say you about the state of the league? Well, you know, I just I just read something about this. You know, earlier this week, there was a fascinating. I don't know if you want to call it a, a count, point counterpoint, a conversation with Bill Simmons and Malcolm Gladwell about, you know, the, the state of the league and, and is it sustainable for the future? And Malcolm Gladwell brought it down to one thing, which was concussions. And, you know, parents are afraid to let their kids play the sport. And even, you know, some players like Cam Newton now saying that he's, he's afraid to be on the field. He doesn't feel safe. Um, you know, like how sustainable is the sport if people, you know, don't think they can play it? You know, is is that going to have a uh, is that going to have an effect? You know, down the road, if you if you know there are a lot of if a lot of kids aren't aren't playing it anymore, will they watch it? Will they become fans? So I think I think you know he had a good point there. Bill Simmons, you know, re- went more with like a laundry list of you know the things that were that are happening now. You know, things from the election to the Cubs. You know, uh, you know, stealing some of the air from the you know a lot of the air from the sports world. You know, to the concussions also. Also, you know, Colin Kaepernick's uh, national anthem uh, stand. Uh, did that turn people off in, you know, middle America uh, mainly? You know, what about, uh, you know, Roger Goodell looking, you know, so ineffective in a lot of his uh, uh, rulings and, and, and the way he's, he's handling the league? So, you know, there's, there's you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot of issues at play. I, I think, you know, the ratings, you know, have the, you know the numbers have have come back a little bit since the election, but we've also had you know very good games. You had Pittsburgh and Dallas, 
Pittsburgh, you know, uh, Dallas and Washington. You had New England and Seattle. And then the big one this past Thursday night, the number one Thursday night game of all time uh, in terms of viewers with uh, the Vikings and the Cowboys. You know, will people watch if, the, if it's a good game? I think they still will. They'll still tune in to the, you know, to big Cowboy games, big, you know, big Steeler games. Uh, you know, if there's if the uh, if there are two terrible teams on, people will not turn in now, and I think that's one of the differences in the past. People would watch the NFL no matter what it was. How now, much is how much does that to do? A little the, more discerning. Yeah, how much does that have to do? Like, there's not a superstar team out there. I mean, maybe maybe Dallas becomes that superstar team, but there's no like you know. I mean, when the Patriots were making their great run, I mean, they're a good team, but they're not a great team. Certainly, you know, you had you know those years of the the Aikman Cowboys, and you know, I mean, like there's no. I mean, even last year you had Carolina go, you know, fifteen and zero. I mean, people were watching that. I mean, they were they were paying attention to that because, you know, this this is a team that you know put together that that kind of run. I mean, there's just not any superstar team out there, right? I mean, Green Bay has been mediocre this year at best. I, I know. But I think you're talking about like a year to year thing. Yeah. You know this. You know the last year you had you had the intriguing Panthers, like you said. You know, maybe for two years before that you had a year like this. Yeah, and you know, it, you know, I think uh, you know these these teams have to develop. I think the Cowboys certainly have a chance to have a very long run as a good team now with Prescott and, and Elliott and the defense that they have and the offensive line, probably the best I've seen in a long time. And they play exciting games too. So you know, I think uh, you're right. There hasn't been really that that go to draw, but I think it's it, you know some of these teams are starting to. Uh, it, you know, starting to shake out now. I think a lot of people like to watch the Raiders. They're a national team that hasn't been on anybody's radar for and, and an absolute years. and a fun team to watch. I mean, that's Very a fun. fun I mean, they're a fun team to watch. Derek Carr. I mean, they are as fun to watch on offense as they are on defense because Khalil Mack is just a stud. I mean, he Tremendous. is he but, is just know, he, fun to watch. You look at you look at David. Uh, I'm sorry, Derek Carr, right? And you're watching that game last week. And when he when he comes out of the locker room after getting injured, they, you know they. Or I'm sorry, not when he comes out. Right when he gets hurt, there's a there's a close up of his hand, yep. and his pinky is Ooh. taking a left turn Ooh. about oh, halfway yeah. up. It's incredible. He goes back into the locker room. Then you hear you, know, you get your sideline reporter snooping around, and she says that she hears screaming in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> saying this on on the air, right? And then he comes back out. They and he goes right basically right back into the game. And throws a seventeen-yard strike. Right. I mean, he, he, it's it's just amazing. It's just he's. I mean, that team. I mean, those te- that team. I mean, between Del Rio and you know, you never know what the hell he's going to do. The penalties. I mean, like it has. I mean, that Raider team has got a fun aspect to it. I mean, it's you know they play in, they play in Oakland. I mean, I think that's part of the problem in the Northeast. You you, know, you don't see them that often, or you're not. They play in Oakland for now, right? I mean, they're playing in Oakland for now, right? But I mean, that's a fun team to watch. They're they're a fun team, you know. They've they've had you know you could you could you could just like spend the whole season talking about the Raiders from this year. The first game, you know, Del Rio goes for two yeah. and goes for the win right at the end, and and they beat the Saints because he doesn't think they'd ever stop them again. They win they win that game you know, in Tampa Bay where they had a record amount of penalties, and you know, and what what impressed me about that game was they they, they were at twenty two. The record they had tied the record at twenty two penalties. They commit the twenty third penalty 
and the Tampa Bay declines. Declines it. So it, on right. the next play, the <laughs> on the next play, the Raiders commit the twenty third penalty for the second time. So they they had to break the record twice to get it. But that, but it's funny. You I, I watched you know most of that game, and you know they didn't complain. You know you see like a lot of teams they get. You know, like Pete Carroll is a, uh, he's a whiner about penalties, and like, and you see the Raiders just like penalty after penalty, they just line up and they do the next play. And after the game, they didn't blast the refs or anything. They just said, you know, like we got to clean some stuff up. And you know, the, the refs were right; they called the game well. And it's, I, I just think there's there's something really good developing with the Raiders. You know, let me ask you this though. Yeah, so not only is there no like super team, but I'm looking at the NFL, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember ever thinking that there were there were so many teams that had not just winning records but strong winning records that sort of suck. And what? So I'm looking. Okay, so like Kansas City, they're eight and three, and yeah, that's they're just on miracle after they're miracle. They're not that exactly miracle after miracle. Speaking of miracle after miracle, our hometown New York Giants, eight and three. But still, you never, I mean, they're not the New York Giants from when we were growing up. And the New York Giants, when we were growing up, they would be 8-3. and three, But, you know, they were on their way to a 12-4 and four dominant season. There were, like, five players on the team whose jerseys you wanted to buy. They were both on offense and defense. There were you no know, face look, masks. Exactly. You know, you look at, uh, you know, there are these teams. Okay, Detroit, 7-4. and four. They're not that good. They're they're going to New Orleans. Detroit at seven and four is a six and a half point underdog. Denver is seven and four. They've lost like two out of their last three games. And no quarterback this week. They have no offense. Kansas City has no offense. Like all these teams are just sort of painful to watch in a way. And, right, and you're, also you're looking at the Houston Texans. They're they're six and five. They're they're oh, one of only a, a small handful of teams that don't even have two hundred points yet. The other four, they're, they're, they're one of five teams that has less than 200 points, the Texans, and the other four teams are a combined nine and 36. So, you know, you wonder about you wonder about that team. I think Tennessee has a good chance to, you know, zoom past them and take that division. That team is just getting better and better with Mariota and, and Henry and, and Murray, and uh, they have good receivers, an excellent tight end, and Walker, and the defense is getting a little better. I would, I would, I would, I would think that that's a, a good upset special there for the end of the season in the South. Right, like Mariota's clearly worked out. Then you have like you know uh, Mariota's, you know, draft mate Jameis Winston, who also is playing. Tampa Bay is another team, right? You have these, you have these teams that are in the ascendancy. So Tampa Bay, I mean, they're six and five, but they went into Kansas City and won. Blowing Carolina. me out of, out of my yeah. survivor pool, uh, <laughs> by the way. You know, you have these, like, you have Miami. Okay, Miami's seven and four. Are well, they that good? They won six in a row. I mean, they, this is. They've won know, six in a row, but they're mediocre. A lot of parity in the league, right? You've got a salary cap structure that creates parity across the league. Right. The only parity you don't have is in the bad teams, right? Like, there are teams that are legendarily bad. You know, you have like Cleveland, Chicago. I mean, these are these are bad. T- so you have parity at the top, but at the bottom, it's bad, right? Jacksonville, yeah, there are some bad teams. Bad. 
But but you look at like a you look at like a Seattle, right? They're seven and three and one. Right? They're running away with the West because everybody else is, is having a, a terrible time. Right? Arizona couldn't keep up this year, and the Rams aren't ready, and the Forty ers are just the bottom feeder. Right? But look at Seattle. They you know they they didn't score a touchdown in in, in week two. Right in in Los Angeles, they were beaten fourteen to five just this past week by Tampa Bay, and that was a game where, where that, that was like a, a uh, just a rock'em sock'em you know physical game, and Tampa Bay beat Seattle at its own game in that in that one. They were just a stronger, meaner, tougher you know team throughout the day. It was it was Russell West, uh, Russell uh, Wilson rather, not Russell West, but Russell Wilson who was getting Russell Wilson had a triple double other, in the game every time you looked. Yeah, Russell, they needed Russell Westbrook in that game. Right, like you look at this right now, Tampa Bay is arguably the best team in football. They went into Kansas City. Kansas City had not lost a home game in a a full calendar year. Tampa Bay, Correct. a week after blowing out Chicago. And actually, going into Chicago, they were an underdog. They blow out Chicago. They go into Kansas City and upset Kansas City at home. In what really, in a normal season, would be the biggest upset of the year. You go into Arrowhead and you beat a team that that is six and three and hasn't lost at home. No, they were six and two at that point, and they hadn't lost at home in over a year. They go in and win. Last week, they beat Seattle. I mean, are they the best team in football right now? Are they in Oakland the two best teams in football? No, that'd be Dallas, pal. Well, Dallas. I would. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't put Tampa Bay quite up there yet in terms of the best, you know, at the very upper echelon of the league. But I think they are an up and coming young team, and it's 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 funny, you know, like Mike Evans is a you know, stud. A couple of years ago, you get you get a draft stud. where you have Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, and they are both total franchise quarterbacks right from the start. Right, right. there's no doubt they're both they're both fantastic. By year, by the middle of year two, and then they're only getting better. And, and both of those teams are, are are going to be around now for for a long time. Then you have other teams that, when they take their turn at the top, the quarterback never comes. Right? You know, like you, you know, the Jets came close to those two, but they go out and they beat the Titans late in the season last year. The yeah. Titans end up with Mariota. There's one year where the Jets are about to draft Peyton Manning. He refuses to come out, <laughs> and they know? end up with Keyshawn. And then the, and the, and the, the and the Jets the Jets are uh, still have no quarterback for for forty five years. I mean the Jets and, you know, also passed on Prescott like, too. You know, you know there there have been years where Cleveland had the first pick and they end up with Tim Ooh. Couch. Oh yeah, you Oof. know who 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 was a zero. You know, so you know, you know some of it is some of it is timing and luck and some franchises. Like, I do believe that there are some franchises that are just mired in their own filth that will that will never do anything. Right, plus, I mean, and like, there are others, that, others that are charmed. I mean, this this past year, you had like Wentz and Goff at the top of the draft. I mean, like compare them to Winston and Mariota. Can't yet. Yeah, yeah you know, one, but you could. I mean, but different. Yeah. A couple years you know, ago, you had the same thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think you know, Deca, you know, you know, Deshaun Kaiser, and you know, uh, you know, the kid from Clemson. You know, they're okay, but I, I don't think you're looking at Winston and. And Mariota. I, mean, I can't you know, follow college football. Were, I went to Rutgers. Were so when I... you were watching them, in, you know, in, in the in the final two years of their careers, they're both fantastic. Well, you had a couple of years ago. You had Luckin, you know. I mean, and then you know Washington, you know, pays a boatload of you know draft picks and everything else for you know 
for RG3. And, you know, I mean, that worked out well for a year. He blows out his knee and he's, you know, he's never the same. I mean, you know. So I mean, you, exactly. when you when you, yeah, when you go quarterback, when you bad. go quarterback, listen, you go all the way back to, you know, uh, what Drew Bledsoe and uh, who was the kid from Notre Dame they picked that year, you know, I mean Rick, Rick Meyer, Meyer. Uh, Rick you know, I mean, Meyer. like you know, there or you go, you know, Leaf and uh, oh, Leaf Ryan and Peyton, Leaf you know, and I mean, like you know, you, you very rarely does it, you know, do both quarterbacks work when you go one two, right? There's not always a stud available like Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno, okay, that's what I'm going to say. Geno Smith. Has not really made it yet, but I think he has. He still has a chance to be the greatest quarterback in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> in the Canadian Football League, he, he, he does. He needs to go to do a little Warren Moon action. Yeah. In the go US to Canada and learn how to play quarterback. <laughs> Dave, a couple quick questions. Um, okay, you know, you, you write a gambling column, uh, you know, football column. Um, Vinny, Vinny is familiar with that world. <laughs> <laughs> um, legalized, you know, legalizing the uh, the, the 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 sports book. Uh, you know, Vegas has it. I mean, do you do you see the NFL ever allowing this to happen anywhere else? I mean, you know, you have you have Adam Silver who's openly talking about you know like the NBA going to this at some point. Um, you know, it's it, you know the reason why they you know they play all these exhibit. I mean, like you could bet on pro football, uh, pro basketball um, in you know in China where you know obviously is the NBA you know really plays. Um, you know, they have all these major casinos over there. Um, at some point does, does the NFL, if they, if they see it slipping away, do they, do they reverse course on the gambling part of this and then just say, let's open the books. I mean, people are doing this uh, offshore anyway. Right. There's so much football gambling and it's, you know, it's right. not even so covert, you know, the references like you'll watch a you know, Sunday night game. Yeah. And like there would be like a field goal, you know that that changes the, the cover, right? Right. It's 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 twenty seven to ten to twenty seven to thirteen, but the, the line's thirteen and a half, and now the other team's covering, right? And yeah. Al Michaels would say, "Yeah, you just heard a perceptible roar." Yeah, uh, that right. has something to do with you know uh, a number, right? You know, you would say, I, or, or, you would I, point I, it I love how he goes, and now out. it's really over. <laughs> That's that's their flagship. That's their flagship broadcast. You know, right. in New Jersey a couple of years ago, we almost had, uh, you know, sports betting at uh, at the, the racetrack, Monmouth Racetrack. They yeah. were going to start it, and just like right at the last minute, it, it fell apart. I think we're getting closer to it. I mean, I don't know if you know, there's like a huge clamoring for it in the public. I don't, you know, I don't see people lined up. You know, saying, "Boy, I wish I could legally bet today on right. the Lions." You know, I don't. I, I just don't don't know if they're. You know, I think the people who want to bet, which is a lot, find a way. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of betting. You know, in in office pools, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, betting going on in in, fan, in fantasy football, which is betting when you come right down to it. Not so, not for um, me. Not for me. It's skill. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, the, you know, that's the other. That's the other question. I mean, like. You know, fantasy. You know, with Fanduel and uh, uh, DraftKings, fantasy has become very mainstream. I mean, you know, I tell these guys all the time. Like, you know, my wife's addicted to Fanduel. I mean, she, you know, she plays a couple like two or three like two dollar games every Sunday. Um, I mean, she <laughs> she reads a couple columns. She puts her lineup in. I mean, and she loves it, right? I mean, but she's not. A, you know, she doesn't have like the traditional fantasy team where you know you're playing in a couple leagues and you're stuck with the same team all the time. I mean. There is, I mean, 
Has that hurt the NFL as well? I mean, like, I mean, how many people? I mean, like, you know, we, we you know, I'm a Giants fan. Do I watch the, you know, if the Giants are on at a one o'clock game, I, you know, I'm flip. Do I flip back between the red zone and, and the Giants game anymore? I mean, like, people are watching right. the red zone. I mean, it's, like, it's not just daily fantasy too. I mean, like, I don't do daily fantasy, but you know, uh, year long fan. So, I mean, fantasy football. I mean, since since we started doing fantasy football, you know, my team, the Benjamin Eli's, a multi championship team. As these guys can attest, uh, do I care more about the Benjamin Eli's than I care about the New York Giants? I maybe I do. I really don't know. I think it's really affected. Uh, I used to be a huge Giants fan, and I still care about them. But at the end of the day, you know, when Monday rolls around, I think I care just as much about how I did in fantasy football that week. Well, I think I think the daily the daily leagues have changed fantasy football for sure i mean it used to be you know my team was the bladers and you, you know every every monday morning i'd come into the office and and like whoever i beat or lost to we we'd go at it, it was you know this call was you know they should he he actually scored you they mark him out at the one if, if i get that touchdown we win there's a lot of trash talk and a lot of pride now with with FanDuel and and, and draftings it, it it puts it puts you know a lot more money and it's more about the money than it is about you know bragging rights or Absolutely. Or anything like that, but like his, his fantasy football helped or hurt the game. I think it's both. You know, you know, like there are people. You know, they're they're you know the lunch lady at at your kid's school. You know, probably knew when Jamal Charles went down. It's okay. They still have Sharkandrick West. You know, and like when would that have ever happened right. in the past? So right, people, but also you know people. But as we said though, but then right? you have people like people like me, who I mean. You know, I don't care that much about. I don't care as much about the Giants as I used to, right? And and frankly, it's because of fantasy football. I mean, like, there's this completely different thing. And you know, as as Vin said, I mean, on on Sunday, you know, if the Giants are playing, you know, whoever, like the Browns, on you know, Fox, uh, I'm probably going to be watching Red Zone instead. But you know, ten years ago, that never would have been the case. So there was no red zone, so better make it easy. Yeah, no, well, I know. Also, I mean, with, also with fantasy football, you're you're rooting for both teams at the same time in the game, right? Yeah, you're rooting absolutely. For, exactly. Yeah, for the, you're rooting for your running back on on the on the Steelers, and you're rooting, you know, for the receiver on the other team. So that that really it really twists, you know, the game watching experience into something, you know, that's totally different. And also, like you mentioned, like fantasy people watching the red zone, which is probably, you know, I'm sure from your experience, you've seen, you've seen that, but, oh, yeah. you know, there are a lot of fantasy players who don't watch anything. You know, they have their, they have it on their phone. Right. They have a running tabulation of their score and, 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 you know, they get alerts when somebody runs for 20 yards, you know, or scores and they're not watching they're not being counted in any ratings for any show, for any game or channel. Right. And but, I mean, I have no that, problem with sense, it. It's hard to measure, but it, that, in that sense, it's probably not helping. Yeah, because I mean, I really, you know, I love fantasy football. Uh, you know, I wouldn't change it for a thing. But yeah, I mean, if I had a guess, I, like, if I had to say yes or no, it's either hurting the NFL or helping the NFL. Uh, my gut tells me it's hurting it. I don't know why. Just as as far as loyalty to to teams, 
you know, people going out and like buying the jerseys. But you know, like in a way, let's let's talk about that for a second. So like, okay, so like on the Giants, as I said, when we were kids, there were superstars on the, you know, there was Harry Carson. When you were kids, wasn't was like Frank Taylor. Gi- wasn't like Frank Gifford playing when you were a kid? Right. There was Y.A. Tittle. <laughs> or Ty- right. There were these. There was there was Sammy Baugh, the greatest right. Jewish athlete. Uh, oh. until Sandy Koufax, until Lenny Randall. No, but I mean, uh, there's just not the, you know. My son Benjamin is, is a Jets fan. What jersey do I get him on the Jets? For God's sakes, there's Namath, like, go Namath. Right, there's like nobody. I just want to kiss you. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different thing. There, there are fewer superstars now, right? There's well, that that is the problem with the league. Like, I mean, there's not, you know, I mean, you know, outside of Brady, right? I mean, you you know, you go Brady, and then okay, then it's like everybody after him. I mean, there's not, you know, right. ten I'd guys. Like to look at, I'd like to look at who are the top telling, you know, top ten. Uh, well, Colin Kaepernick jerseys. Colin Kaepernick's in that now, right? For for obviously far different reasons, right? Right. But I mean, like, who are the top ten selling jerseys in the NFL? Brady, Brady, you're right. Gronk, Rogers, Gronk, Rogers, Gronk Rogers, may have done yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. Rogers. Sure, See, Prescott I'm fat. See, the thing is, like, fat guys can't wear quarterback numbers. Like, <laughs> so, so big guys can't wear a quarterback. I mean, if I was gonna go out and buy a jersey, like, I can't wear like a running back jersey. Right, you can't walk around with. An I gotta, wear, I gotta wear like something that starts in the '60s or '70s. You gotta or, be like Joe Klecko. Like, yeah, I mean, like you know, a big. I mean, like there's not you ever like you see like you know you know they're panning across like the stands and you see some guy who's like three and a quarter wearing like a Brady jersey, and right. you gotta think if you're Tom Brady, you can like why is that fat bastard wearing my jersey? <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, but you can wear like you can wear like a big it's running back jersey. Like a, it's funny to see like a three hundred thirty pound guy wearing a Cam Newton. Yeah, it's like you know, like like, buddy, more numbers, slimmer, bigger right. numbers is slimmer. Yeah, but you can get away with wearing like a like Garrett Blunt jersey. Yeah, right. I mean, like you know, a Gronk I, Gronk jersey. Right. I need you know, I need if I if you're gonna wear you know a jersey, it's got to be a bit you know, it's got to be like a you know a lineman number. Right. So I just think the league there's there's we'll a lack of the good teams. Gold. There's a lack of good teams. <laughs> There's a lack of, you know, recognizable superstars. Well, it's a no are, fun league. Either. Rookies. You have people like Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley last year, he looked like he was, you know, like the second coming. Now he's he's terrible. You know, you have these like quarterbacks who are like hit or miss. Uh nobody knows who the defensive players are anymore because everybody's playing fantasy football. Right. <laughs> and I'm not gonna play an IDP league for God's sakes. <laughs> not even I have the focus to do an IDP league. I mean it's just a different thing. Right. Okay. So who's your yeah, you, you got we, we got you we got your list in front of you for your top three picks this week. Um you sticking by the Giants, huh? You know, I just I just thought, you know, that six points, first of all, is, is the reason for the pick. Yeah. I and mean, I don't think the Steelers are six points better than the Giants. The okay. Giants are you know, they found a way to you know, there's a lot of flaws, like I like I said, but on the team you could you could pick a problem from every game and, and even the Cleveland game last week you didn't even know for about twenty five minutes. Yeah, who was gonna win the game, right. So who who was the winless team in yeah. that game? But I I just I, I as I wrote, I, I think the Giants have, have somebody who could at least has a chance to cover Antonio Brown in, in the Jackrabbit, Jenkins. And you know they have some good run stoppers. I love watching Olivia Olivier Vernon. He, he's impossible to 
to block. It's not like he's like throwing people, linemen away and getting to getting to running backs. It's just like he's impossible to move, yeah. and he just holds his ground and 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 his arm comes out and the, and and the guy and, somebody goes down. He holds yeah. up he holds up a guy until until snacks can come over. At Damon Harrison and greatest and nickname just, in sports, by the way. I think it's fantastic, and and you know, and then even they can they have somebody who can who can rush uh, rush Ben Roethlisberger and get to him, and and, and JPP who's had a resurgent uh, last couple weeks, and I and you know Eli is is going to get some points against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't have that that good defense anymore, okay. and I think it'll be sort of like that Cowboy game that you saw with Pittsburgh, you know where the you know they're they're head by four and down by three and the, the seesaws back and forth always you know sort of staying under that line so that's why I went with the Giants. Yes, I'm going with the Steelers in this one, just uh, as a as a fellow sports journalist. Uh, I will say the one Dave, thing, I will tell you there are, there are several times during the course of the day that I tell Joel I'm going to shove him in a locker like it's high school. So. Right, I'll, I'll I get, do that for you too. I get bullied I, more here than right, I did in high school. Right. I mean, so which is like surprise. Just because he's picking against picking against you, I I will shove him in a locker for you. I'm taking the Steelers in that game only because the Steelers are a blitzing team. Eli is far worse against the blitz than when he's not blitzed. He's like one of the worst quarterbacks against the blitz, and I think that the Steelers they have the superstars in the game. They have Le'Veon. They have Antonio. They have Big Ben. I'm going Steelers with the points. You forgot one superstar. Odell. You? OBJ. Mm. OBJ is on the Giants. Don't forget. That's right. So OB- you, sure you remember him, number 13. Number 13. And he's, he, he's, he's a guy that, that the Steelers are going to have a very tough time with. Yeah. I, tomorrow. I, I think you're right. I think there's a, But I think there's just too much positivity around the Giants right now. I think that... This is a team, they've got a mouth breather as a quarterback. I, 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 I'm thinking that they take a step backwards just because they're, they're, they're beginning to believe some of the stuff that's been being said about them. Um, going, right. Of course, neither Adam nor I write a column for the New York Post. I mean, well, and, and, and nor will you. <laughs> nor, will, ever. nor will we ever. <laughs> so therefore, you, you couldn't I mean, even get your, a- your pick, the Blezo pick, has far more weight. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like, this right. is like this is like Gulliver making a pick, and the little Puchins are like, "No, we don't think so." But we'll see how it we'll you, see how it plays out. You couldn't even get a letter to the editor in the post. The beauty of sports <laughs> is we will know. We will know the next time you make one of your semi regular appearances, who was right and who was wrong. So next game. Your All right. Next, well, this is this is this is a good reason for me to come back. Your next best bet the Cano- is the Canoli and Kinish Sports Hour, which is uh, <laughs> it's just the, a fantastic a fantastic program. It's the number you know, one. You, you guys are in the you guys are in the political realm for you know forty hours a week plus I'm sure another fifty, <laughs> and you get this one hour to uh, talk about the real world exactly sports and um, and it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing and. and uh, I hope your show continues for a very long time. Combining, and, uh, combining religion you know, and sports is always fun. <laughs> we, we are the number one New Haven weekly sports radio uh, show. On community radio. On, on community radio. Um. Right, so let me ask you this as a serious you know, question. Theo Epstein. Oh, here we has, go. Has he joined the Jewish sports pantheon along with Sandy Koufax, Red Holtzman, 
Everybody else named Red. <laughs> was Red Auerbach Jewish? Of course. Red Auerbach. Everybody Red else Clark. named Red that I'm not I'm not familiar. I don't is not coming to me right now. And Theo Epstein. You gotta throw Moses in there? Mo- well no, Moses. <laughs> right, Moses, the first Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> It's competitive walking. Hey. <laughs> About 40 years. In the Boca Olympics? Right. He made it across the Red Sea quicker than anyone ever had before. He, he, he parted the Red Sea quicker than anyone ever had before. <laughs> but I will say that Theo Epstein is just, I mean, as, as a Jew and a baseball fan, I could not be more proud of Theo. Well, that's... That's great. I'm not going to get in the way of of, uh, of you and Theo getting a room here, Joel. But, <laughs> you, you know, nor, normally when this subject comes up, I, all I can think of is is that great line on airplane, you know, where the passenger asks for some light reading, and uh, and the steward, the, the the flight attendant gives him a how about this pamphlet on greatest Jewish sports legends? Exactly. <laughs> right. We had to put Moses into the Jewish sports pantheon. <laughs> No, no, but oh, Hank Greenberg. No, there you go. Sean Green. Sean Green. There you go. Sean Green. All right, Blaz. But but not uh, what was the, what's the kid on the Mets team? Mets. Oh, Stephen Matz. Yeah. Oh yeah, Blaz. So I thought I assumed that Stephen Matz, Stephen Matz from Long Island, grew up a Mets fan. I was calling him the greatest Jewish lefty since Sandy Koufax, <laughs> and then I found out he wasn't Jewish. I wonder if that's like libel. I like I like slandered Stephen Matz for like months on the air, but we're going to adopt him anyway. My bless. Thank you very much. Well, did did did, did Stephen hear about that? Does he get uh, the cannoli and Kanish Sports Hour like on a podcast? We're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to in? we're gonna have to you know you're gonna have to tell him because I you know our uh, our limited uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> The limited range of this we, radio we, we've station. We've got the podcast, but, but Joel's been ordered to stay 500 feet away from Matt's. Uh... <laughs> right. It, Including it at the Matt, stadium, which is why I can never get good, good mean, tickets. Which is why you don't get good tickets, right? <laughs> right my tickets can only start with, with the number five. I have to be in the 500s. So we, we, we've done some stories on Matt's grandfather, who was, uh, was a feisty guy who was seen like in the in the, in the in the luxury box during his first game. Where he had, right, when he, he had, had a home run. Right, and then and he he might he might give you a call. I will but, say though, the, but uh, okay, Ike Davis, he was a big Jewish lefty for like like my son, my twelve year old is a lefty. So Ike Davis, before he even like came up, I had the Ike Davis shirt. <laughs> we had the only Ike Davis shirt in the state of Connecticut. But then like he didn't pan out. So, all right, you, what? That's it. You got nothing else. <laughs> you got Sandy Koufax though, pal. You thought he had Adam Goldschmidt for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, Goldschmidt. All right, Blaz. Thank you very yeah, much for coming on. Mike P- Mike, meanwhile, Mike Piazza was inducted into the Hall of Fame this past year from the cannoli side. Exactly. I, I love Mike Piazza. As well, you should. It was the biggest travesty when he was like kept out of the Hall of Fame. The greatest, the second greatest hitting catcher in baseball history. By far the best mullet. By far the best <laughs> mullet. When he was kept out of the Hall of Fame unfairly for years, he did do like that pencil thin mustache no, thing. That was a little weird. Yeah. Though. I mean, like that was a little. Vinny has there, you, you said the mullet, but has there ever been a better combination of a mullet and a porno mustache? Yeah, that's a you know what? Rocking back in the late nineties. That is um, that's a good question. Yeah, we've got you know, 
I mean, he hit the greatest. That, that, that might actually be uh, the topic of another. We we may have to do a full I show mean, on. Don Mattingly uh, had a good mullet and mustache combo for a while. But yeah, I don't know if it. I mean, because it couldn't go past the bottom lip. Yeah, it, and, and you know, Don Howie's had a bad back, and you know, so definitely not a porno mustache. No. But that's, right. a, that's a topic for another show, uh, <laughs> assuming we get Paul's approval. I think it sounds like we pretty much exhausted everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blaz, thank you very much for coming right. on. This has been an honor. This is, this is our return show after four months off the air, and we have made a statement to the sports journalistic community that we are back and we are strong. We have a link, a partnership with the New York Post <laughs> Sports Department. <laughs> You're, he's never going to come back on this show. Like, you're really hoping be like, nobody finds this. Is out why about I this. stopped talking to you in when we were twelve, Joel. <laughs> is he gone? And then just no, wait, but, no, no, I'm just going to hit ignore on uh, Eddie the Greek. Right, we have like Eddie the Greek calling in now. One of our normal guests. All right, Bless, thank you very much. All right, well, we'll keep track on Giants. For, Giants plus six against the Steelers. We'll talk. We'll talk about this in the future. The Steelers it is great. It is great to, Great hanging out with you guys for a little bit. Thanks. Good hey, luck with thank the, you. Uh, with thanks. The resumption of the show. Thanks yes, for thank uh, thanks. thanks for calling in. Hey, we have a new friend of the program. That was David Blezo, associate sports editor of the New York Post, weekly columnist of the Fifth Quarter column that comes out on Monday, giving Peter King a run for his money. It's also going to be the name of my sports bar. What's way. that? In the Fifth Quarter. For your sports bar, I mean, you're oh, a yeah. soccer fan. Just in case things oh, yeah, don't go you well, and, you and all your over forty soccer buddies can come. Right. Like, I mean, come to the bar. You can shouldn't it be like, like the penalty kick or corner kick? How about the corner mm. kick? How about the pulled hamstring? That's fun. I got a little mean. <laughs> there was a little. There was a little uh, meanness in that. I'm, I'm I'm pursuing athletic endeavors. Right, so Eddie the Greek is calling in. Joel, Joel's dressed like he's he's got some athletic endeavors here. I have the, the white wrinkled polo T-shirt. Clearly the... not showered. No, I showered. Nah. I did too. No, I don't know about that. Come on, let me get your son in here to find out. We have the New Balance sneakers, the gray sweatpants. I mean, you just scream. I've given up in life. <laughs> Better question should be: Should we try to get Eddie the Greek on the phone? All right. Whatever. Is he calling in? So we, we are going from the associate sports editor of the New York Post to Eddie the Greek. The Listen, leading wrestling here's the thing. expert in Fairfield, Connecticut. You may take... you. you I'll make this easy. You could take you and Bledsoe. Bledsoe? Whatever. Bledsoe. Bledsoe. It's all the same. <laughs> Hey, we uh we're joined on the hotline by Eddie the Greek. And before and I take, turn, and, 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 and I will and before I turn his mic that? up, just going to remind him about all the FCC Blezzo's rules tough. that he needs to still follow. Ed, Ed, Ed no swearing. Welcome to the program. <laughs> What's going on, boys? Well, welcome back, Eddie the Greek. Have you been listening? I have actually, and I, it got me to. Are you nervous about coming on after after the associate sports editor of the New York Post? We are raising the bar for the Canolian Canish Sports Hour. You have a big leading guest to live up to what do you have for us break some news well, i'll say this well, no, me, <laughs> me, me, me and eddie will kick the crap out of you and you and your buddy how's that dave blezzo <laughs> was the toughest power forward in the united synagogue youth basketball league he was the west in, in the jews that can't jump league <laughs> he once got into a fist fight in the middle of a game he had to go 
He was kicked out of the gym, but he drove that day, so he had to wait out in his car <laughs> for the rest of us. Blezo and I will take you guys down. That sounds good to me. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Well, the fact that he took on the that you with a muscle on the LSAT, we will, we will, we will take the LSAT against you. We will take the bar exam against you. <laughs> we will do any competition you like. You're also talking to the guy who, by the way, on uh, Happy Birthday, Ed, uh, on his uh, on it's his, his birthday, on his, his birthday was yesterday. Oh, his birthday, uh, the night before his birthday was the Cowboys uh, game, where the now 43 year olds or 42 year olds. Uh, 42, 42. Eddie, uh, Eddie the Greek was screaming at uh, Viking fans and uh, and mixing it up at forty two years old at, at midnight. So I mean, at the bar, at the bar. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, so twelve oh one doing shots and just yelling at a Vikings fan to uh, yeah, yeah, don't say it, don't say it, <laughs> don't, don't say it. <laughs> right. Okay. So on, let's start off with our with our weekly WWE report, WWF. Well, what is it? That's WWF? Part, part of what I want to chime in on. You guys are forgetting about Bill Goldberg, one of the uh, my prolific personal out there. wrestling favorite Goldberg. He's back out there. We've he come, up, we've, we've come a long way, baby. Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. So let me ask you this: Is is Goldberg Goldberg's a Jew? A lawnsman? Yes. All right. So I haven't followed wrestling since I was like ten years old. Yeah, Gorilla Monsoon like, was his last. Uh, no, no, Ivan Putski. You guys remember Ivan Putski back in the day? God, my father would Polish talk about power. Him. the Polish power. The Polish power. Right? My dad, the original Benjamin Rudikov, would take me to wrestling once a month and then beat the hell out of you, <laughs> <laughs> just so he can get new moves to practice on me when I got home with bad grades from grade school. No, but I will say, so my dad would take me to the Sunnyside Gardens in Queens, New York. Every month. You want to do your memories thing now? I was every just month, about to. <laughs> Ivan Putski was there. Andre the Giant was there. Chief J. Strongbow, who had this movie, would put people in and they would like fall asleep or something. The sleeper buddy. They had this guy, the werewolf, who would like bite people in the neck and they would die or, and then come back the following week. <laughs> people would get reincarnated back in the day. Ed, remember George the Animal Steel? Oh, yeah. He'd eat the turnbuckle. Eat the turnbuckle. I don't even remember. Fell in love him. with Miss Elizabeth. Oh yeah, mm. like those guys came after. May she rest in peace. So Wait, Elizabeth said, "I think so." No. All right, so gold. We need to find out if, if the Macho Man's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, come on. True. Really. Yeah. Huh. Let's ask the, the McMahon. Right. Yeah. Really. Huh. We need a moment of silence. Maybe that could come up in the Small Business like Administration. Ten years ago. Fifteen years ago. Confirmation hearing. A while ago. Look, wow. Goldberg, with his tag Goldberg. team partner, Schwartz, <laughs> the tag team champions, the Lonsman. Goldberg and Schwartz. It's also my accountants. Goldberg and Schwartz, accountants by day, WWF champions by night. E. Whatever. <laughs> Get the F out, Bodie. Was it ever F? Yeah. Okay. Ed, what do you got? Nothing, boys. I want to see that the. It's good to see that the curse of the cannoli is alive and kicking with Gronk going under the knife. Yes, he I is. Heard you mentioned one thing about your uh, fantasy team. Uh, you know what? I've been. I have stayed relatively quiet on fantasy this year. Um, you know, I've I've managed to get myself to both uh, seven and four records in both leagues. 
Um, you know, I'm 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 playoff bound in one. I'm you know questionable in in the other. But you know, I've uh, you know some expert waiver wire pickups this year for me. Uh, yeah, some excellent drafting. Taking Spencer Ware in the fifteenth round. Hmm? How do you mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, I took Spencer Ware. Yeah, but the thing is, oh, Spencer Ware. Getting back to our earlier, he's another one of these guys who he looked like he was going to be a superstar, but really the last three weeks or so, he sucked. He's he's coming back down to earth. He sucks, right? He's well, no him and Jay Ajay. Oh, and Jay Ajay. Jay Ajay. Kristen Michael, who looked like he was going to be the second coming of Beast Mode, and then got cut. These people just least mode. They don't. Ooh, they don't have it. Let's let's talk. Okay. Well, I'm the messaging guy. Who do you think? Let's talk about some fantasy disappointments. Building it better. Okay. In this year. Job creation. <laughs> let's let's talk about some uh, of fantasy disappointments. Okay. Well, just to cut you off right there, I was looking at the top 15 picks in the league that the Canoli and I do. We got Gurley, AP, AJ Green, oh. Hopkins, Jamal Charles. Brandon Marshall, Allen Robinson, Gronk, and Keenan Allen. All those guys were taken in the top 15 picks. Yep. So all of those people basically aren't going to be helping you come playoff time. So you got nine of the top 15 that are basically useless. And you're forced to play Robinson and forced to play Marshall. Right. Well, that right there just kind of t- tells you if you're not. And I got two of them. Waiver wire. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a disaster. I was looking at that. Then you have like, you know, you have like Brandon Cooks. Oh, he was also yeah. like a top 12 receiver. He didn't get, oh, we forgot to ask Bledsoe. Brandon Cooks didn't get a target in last week's game. Yeah, I know. And he scored 14. I points. had him. I had on one team. I had Brandon Cooks, Eric Ebron. I know. I got that dog too. I had both of them on a team. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I had like Antonio Gates who got zero points. I had Ebron who got zero points. You're worse than my wife at this. Brandon Cooks who got zero points. How do I win a championship? Virtually every year. It's shocking to me. No, in one of the leagues, I think I'm in third, pl- second place, third place. Well, Joel's um, trying to figure out what place he's in. You're listening to WNHHLP1035 <laughs> FM. What do you got, man? What do you got for us? Nothing. Just nothing. I was listening to you guys. I was just enamored that you guys were all of a sudden when it comes in that the cannoli came out and said that he's not going ahead and uh, in the running for secretary of state. I'm a little, uh, that'd be the, that'd be the that'd be Kanish. That'd be Kanish. I think I'm your boss. I think, I think Ed, you are well aware. Um, there's no way I'm passing a background check. Ooh, that vetting. They would have to interview people in green Bay. Yeah. There's no at the bar. I'd have to bury Ed first. <laughs> there was an international incident yeah. I heard about with uh, with the Canadians at some point. I don't know. It's, it's no good. Yeah, but you can get it's appointed to something. You know, you'd be a good national security hey, advisor. More importantly, uh, Ed, uh, as a WWE uh, aficionado, uh, you're the first Hall of Famer now in the White House, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, right. Trump Trump is a yeah. is a WWE Hall of Famer, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Right, that's one of the uh, the things that they he's got uh, Linda McMahon as one of his uh, primary backers in the state of Connecticut, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Right, she's going to get appointed as the Small Business Administration head. But really, what about the conflict of interest? He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> the Wrestling Hall of Fame, right? 
I don't know if I'm okay with that. But that'll be that'll come out. You know, people will be tweeting about that. Get over it. Hashtag, get over it. Hashtag he's your president. <laughs> hashtag get over <laughs> it. Before you guys get I'm not complaining. I want to tell. Are, are they making the playoffs? Who? Giants? Yeah. How about this? Yes. No, they're not. No. They have an impossible schedule coming up. They're not that good. They have to play the Cowboys. They play the Lions. They're going to lose this week. In the Knish lock of the week, they're going to lose to the Steelers. Ooh. What do you say about that Ooh. game? Do you do you go with the Blezzo New York Post columnist side? Or the, well, or the the line, like he's saying, if you look at the lines out there, Vegas knows something. Because look at the line the other night for the Cowboys game. It started at two and a half. Bradford was questionable. Biggs was questionable. Why is the line only two and a half points the other night? Cowboys coming off 10 straight wins. Why is the line only two and a half? And sure enough, they win by two. So they made a boatload of money off that. They know something's up right now with six points versus the Giants. That's a, a lot of points right there. Doesn't that seem like they're begging you to take the Giants? Sucker's bet, baby. I know. That's yeah. a lot of points. Suck begging you to take the Giants. Yes. I, I think the Giants lose this week. I think they beat the Cowboys. I think they beat the Cowboys again in the playoffs. And they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. There we go. There you go. Huh. I think you're crazy. Well, they got, well, the only thing is they have to go to Philly and to Washington to end the season. Yeah. So that's the thing right there where I can see them going, I can see them going ahead and making the playoffs. I'm a, um, I am got to tell you, I'm a Carson Wentz fan. I like that guy. I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, you're contradicting yourself. You dropped him this week. Uh, you well, that's because, I, I mean, I, you know what? Here's the question for me. I have Andrew Luck on Monday night. Oh, does he play? I, this is my conundrum. All right. Does Andrew Luck play on Monday night or I picked up Alex Smith? Alex Smith? Well, you're gonna have to... Come on. Alex well, Smith. They're, they're, they're in Atlanta in the Dome. In Atlanta in the Dome. He's Alex Smith. Okay. Macklin is injured. Oh, Tyreek. What's that guy's name? Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Yeah. Hill. Tyreek Hill is a big uh, a big DFS selection this week. He's like the only receiver yeah. they have. Yeah. So DFS, Daily Fantasy. And Hill, basically, are going to be forced to go ahead and uh, put up some points this week. You know, but then you have the titanic battle between the San Francisco 49ers going into Chicago to face the Monsters of the Midway. That, mean, that is any, Chicago Does Bears. anyone actually watch that game? San Francisco is favored yeah. in that game by two. Then you have Denver going into Jacksonville. Seven and four Denver going into two and nine Jacksonville. Denver's only favored by three. Well, they've got their backup quarterback. I think that may be playing into why it's so low also. But yeah, that does definitely seem, seem a little odd. But aren't they begging you to take Denver? Aren't they? Well, isn't Vegas down on their knees pleading with you to take the Denver Broncos? I might even bet this game. Well, what about the other one? The Bengals you. getting one to the Eagles. What's this? So Bengals, Bengals have no one. All their guys are hurt. Eagles still in the playoff hunt. That, that one just seems a little odd. That, that seems like everyone... Should be taking the Eagles, but I don't know. That, Let's zip through these games really quick. Houston is at Green Bay. Green Bay is uh, giving six and a half. Who are you taking? Green Bay. Got, I'm looking at the uh, New York <clears throat> Post line and all the experts picks. A lot of people are going ahead and picking the Packers, and they're doing the best bet. Yeah, we know who the expert is. We just had him on the show. See, he's on our. We don't have to. We don't have to read the newspaper, Ed. We have. 
We have the associate sports editor on the show. Direct line. Right. And okay. by the way, you think he would have come like, be like, hey, you guys want to come down to the post sports show? I mean, uh, you know, the sports office or let me get you tickets. You know, let me get you press passes. We get nothing. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to suck up to us in his first show. I don't think he wants to know. I don't think he wants anybody from the post to know that he was on the show. That's a good point, too. <laughs> I mean, like. Let's, Rupert well, Murdoch will call. Well, wait a minute. Well, what is this guy's name? So I'm looking at the experts' picks on the post, and I've got a Brian Costello, a Steve Serby, Paul Schwartz, Drew Loftus, no, uh, no Blizzler, Hullick, and a Rico. We got a guy named Rico as part Rico? of the experts under the New York Post. What's okay, let's let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts at the Jets. Indy's giving two. That one's a toss-up. That's that's part of the reason why ratings are down. Look at that. There's going to be no luck. You're going to have. you know something? Here? You know something here? That's the Monday night game. You got a guy? Yeah, that's another there? thing about the NFL. The games just suck. Like the Monday night yeah, games, the Sunday night games. I'm not going to lie to you. Sunday night games are hard to get into. They like, suck. If I, watch, oh. if I watch football starting at one All o'clock day. in the afternoon. Like I'm not going to lie to you. The Thursday games they have. Yeah, I, like by eight o'clock. Bengals Browns. Like I, I, the Thursday I got, night I games nothing left have been miserable. I mean, I've got to focus to get like ready for Mondays. Yeah, by Sunday night. Uh, I forgot to guys. talk to Blaz about like I want is is Thursday night since they established Thursday night football. I think the league has gone downhill considerably. It's terrible. But the players don't have enough time to get ready. The games stink. They have lousy matchups. There's more injuries. Uh, nobody watches the game. Oh, we should definitely extend the season. Right. They want it, but uh, but they don't want to get rid of the Thursday night game. I don't know. But you being money maker, you being a dad, you got kids. You got a Thursday night game. So you're like, okay, I want to watch that game. Then you've got some games now going on in London over there with the nine o'clock start time on Sunday, and then the game's going all the way through. So your Thursday nights are shot. Your Sunday all day is shot. Your Monday night too. So. You kind of got to pick your poison right now and say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and dedicate this day to watch football because you can't justify going ahead and watching all, well, all four days like that. Yeah, and then coming up in the month of December, you're going to have Saturday games too. So it's right. definitely going to be kind of hard for you to say, all right, I'm going to do Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday to go ahead and watch football. So, right. As, as right. As I can get away with stuff. Even I'd have a hard time pulling that off. Hey, let me ask you a question. Your 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 daughters are, are are football fans, and you have trained them to be cowboy fans. But if your daughter came to you and, and was a 49er fan and wanted a Colin Kaepernick jersey, would you buy your daughter a Colin Kaepernick jersey? I will one up you. Her uh, one of her classmates moved out to Cleveland, okay. and she's like, you know, Dad, I kind of like Cleveland now. Oh, they sent her a Joe Hayden jersey Ooh. and a Cleveland Brown flag. Ooh, so what she brought. She rocked it one day earlier this year, Ooh. beginning of the season. Now, all of a sudden, she's like, Dad, these guys are really horrible. I, I can't do this. She's like, can I, can I please get a Dak Prescott shirt for Christmas? Ah, boy. So Dak. I Dad sat up. there. I let her take the lumps herself, go ahead and realize what she's rooting for. So, But, yes, I do have a Joe Hayden and a Cleveland Brown flag in my house. Whoa. So they, they are buried, buried somewhere now. Okay, yes or no question, is Dallas going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah the defense is. What? We can't, we can't hear you, Ed. What? No. Yeah, right. They're they not will going not to win. win. Okay. They will not. The defense, defense is too suspect. It'll get exposed come playoff time. I can even see somebody like the Pan, uh, By who? Like, you get exposed. Somebody There's like the no Packers. great offenses. 
No, I definitely think that their defense is too suspect. They'll get exposed in the playoffs. Right now, they're going ahead and doing the grind it out. If you watched the game the other night, in the fourth quarter, Bradford led them down with the dinks, dunks, dinks, dunks. And they should have got that two-point conversion. Should have got at least another play because of the penalty. So I think that come playoff time, and they suck at home. They're better when they play on the road. So it's if they get home field advantage, that's going to be the downfall. Seattle can come in there. Packers can go in there. And even Seattle the just and lost get, fourteen to five, or fifteen to six, or Seattle's whatever. Off. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're they're awful. They Atlanta. Went to New England. I, I like Atlanta. They went to New England. They went to New England. Beat New England. So they can go ahead and uh, they're that's not true. bad on the road. That's true. So that's the thing with them. You can go ahead and see Seattle having a hiccup here and there. But come playoff time, those guys have got pedigree. Well, they'll come in and they'll smack you in the face. I will tell you this. The only the only team asset that I can see that is dominant and will definitely be dominant on a weekly basis is the Falcons offense. How's that? Like I don't think like their offense is unstoppable. As long as Julio Jones doesn't have his yearly, you know, devastating inver- Injury. Wait, Canola, do you have him on any teams? Of course I do. Okay, that's not good. All right, I'm going well, to no, forget he, about that. But even even if you look at last week, Julio didn't do that much. Gabriel, nothing. They went ahead and put Gabriel in there. He went, he went nuts. Right, their offense is unstoppable, right? They have like yeah. two, two mega stud running backs. They have Julio Jones. Uh, Matt Ryan is playing out of his mind. But, but Matt Ryan, even though he's having his best season... I think I read the other day he's had like 50 games in a row with like over 200 yards. Hmm. Like that's an NFL record. So he's a solid quarterback who's now taking it to the next level. Question. Uh, Sleeper picks? Do you trust him? I do trust him. Sleeper fantasy picks this week? Really? In the playoffs, you you trust him to go ahead and uh, get it done. Well, well, compared to. The Giants were to go there. Compared. go, Go to Atlanta. What was that? You're taking the Giants are going to Atlanta. You're taking oh, no. Atlanta over the Giants. Yes, the Giants if they even make the playoffs. Yes, I am saying right now that Atlanta is going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. Wow. Hey. Super Bowl. Hey. Yes. Hey. Yes. How's that? Wow. Yes. You like? Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying Falcons to the Super Bowl, and who from the AFC? Hmm. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Falcons Super Bowl. God, if that's the case, I'm, I'm probably not even watching it. I mean, Giants oh, Patriots Super Bowl. It. Just because. It's been a couple of years. It's about time to have another one. Yeah. Like you think that. Giants Patriots? That'd be great. Absolutely. I don't think the Patriots are going to make it. Absolutely. Brady's hobbling around. Vinny's going to invite you over the house. Ground. Yeah. No. Be some wings. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be up in Patriots place tomorrow. Maybe I'll have to suit up. What about the uh, Raiders? No, no love for oh, the Raiders. Oh, big fan of the Raiders. Uh, I just don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl. I just... Ed, have you gotten a Khalil Mack jersey yet? I have not. He's, hey. He is a pimp, though. He, he is the, the top-selling uh, defensive players. Yeah. According well, to Business Insider. You, I mean, really? Only downside for the Raiders is that they have to go to Denver and to KC over the, in the month of December. So yeah. that's really going to hurt them. So that's... The, and the last game of the season is at Denver on January 1st. So they go to KC, to San Diego, and to Denver. So they, that's, that's real tough. How do, we think, how, do we, how do we think Derek Carr is doing in Northern California, by the way? Oh, 
he's he's pulling boy band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It, my my guess it, is, but my guess is he's, he's 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 setting records out there. I don't know yeah, what you're talking it's, about. And he, it's yeah, he's he's doing real well. But look, Lamar Lamar Murray, he's not even doing that great. Yeah, Crabtree, he disappears. It's one of those things where I don't know how the heck they're getting it done. But we Seth can Roberts, out, they're going ahead and. Yeah, it's they've got these guys that they'll dink and dunk with the fullback having a seventy-five yard touchdown catch. They'll have one of these guys come up. So yeah, he's going ahead. Their car is definitely getting it done for those guys. So he's uh, been a thing, definitely setting records out there. Right. He how about this? He's definitely not his brother. No, no, and you know the brother's basically don't find himself now. He's going ahead and he's got the TV gig going on. Yeah. So that family is definitely pretty well off. I'm looking at the top selling jerseys, really quick. Number one. Zeke Elliott, two yep. Dak Prescott, three, and this is shocking to me. Carson Wentz, yeah, this is on NFL.com. That's it's Philly, man. Carson Wentz, four is Captain America Tom Brady, five is Gronk, who just had a career-ending injury, six is Von Miller, seven is Antonio Brown, eight is Odell Beckham Jr., nine is Derek Carr, and rounding out the top ten. Is Aaron Rodgers? Hmm. Now, hey, are any of double. any of those guys Jewish? No, no, not even close. But the top, the not top selling WWE close. Goldberg leotard or whatever they wear <laughs> speedo. <laughs> the speedo <laughs> is Goldberg, <laughs> the Come Jewish on, wrestling the, champion. He's not part of the tribe. Oh, Dak Prescott's not part of the tribe. Dak? <laughs> I don't think Prescott. so. Prescott? <laughs> no, no. Prescott. Prescott. Oh. All right. All right, man. All right. Ed, thank you. All right, boys. All right, welcome back. Ed, we're going to be looking for a co-host next week. I'm going to be on the road. Yeah, Ed you, come, oh. Ed, you want to come in the studio next week? Motherfucker, I'm on him. Nope. Ed, you there? Nope. Nope. I, no, uh, that's I mean, a yes. I, I definitely hung up on that's him. That's a yes. I'm not going to lie to you. He's not Okay. Right. Well, this was good. This, you know, we didn't, we probably didn't offend too many people. Probably not too many people are listening. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, listen. I, I think as a, as a, as comebacks go, pretty good. Right. I want to. We want to thank. N- not maybe a little better than Jay Z. Not as good as Jesus. Yeah, somewhere in between. <laughs> we want to thank Dev, Dave Blezo, associate sports editor of the Post. We want to thank, thank Eli for you know. Eli Rudikoff for not sitting in the other room. For sitting in the other room. Very, not, very good today. Very well behaved. I mean, very, very well Top behaved. notch parenting yeah, on your part. Right. Absolutely. Eli. Good job, Eli. Good job, Eli. Um, Eli playing his DS in the other room. Right. Want to thank. We want to thank Eddie the Greek. Yeah. And of course, Paul Bass and Lucy Gelman for for making, allowing us to come back into the studio, making this all possible. Yeah, it was good. So we are back. I mean, you're off next week, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm off next week at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> you got you to rush. You got to ease in. I'm at a bar mitzvah up in uh, Massachusetts. A bar mitzvah up in Massachusetts, huh? Celebrating, also Friday night, celebrating Robin's, my wife's 50th birthday. I'm sure she's happy to let you, that you told everyone how old she yeah. is. Hey. <laughs> Did you get the invite to that party? I didn't get the invite to that party. Oh, uh, we would have invited you guys, but... Uh, it's you're, up in Massachusetts. You're only you're only a half a Kanish, that's why I'm, yeah. I'm 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 no Kanish, that's why I didn't get invited. Right. So you know, we need to figure out whether or not we're gonna start simulcasting. See, oh. I don't think we can simulcast. I think we can. We are doing like Facebook. Every time Live. I open my mouth, like, you you glare, 
You roll your eyes. You guys hate me. I can't have that level you of hatred. You spit into the microphone. Oh, I'm I mean, spitting. That, 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 that microphone cover I actually, has got to weigh a lot. I actually think we should simulcast so people could see what we have to look at. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get Benji here to hold up the Facebook right Live. Now that there's not going to be Trump TV... You think our loyal listener from Cheshire is, uh, is, is, is listening to us, or she, she abandoned us? Oh, I think she abandoned us. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> a shout out to Courtney Cullinan. Right. Friend of the program. <laughs> Condolences to, uh, to uh, Mike Van Sambach's Michigan uh, Wolverines for not having a shot at making the uh, playoffs. Mort. Mort. Coach Harbaugh, a fellow khaki wearer. Khaki wearer. Khaki and sneaker wearer. <laughs> <laughs> It, that it, it is shocking that you you actually could you he rocks could, the headphones the way I am right you, now. You could you you know what next Halloween, Jim Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh, and I bring the you intensity. Really just, you really just need a bl- navy a blue blazer, right? I mean, like I mean, like you know, blue the, the like, hoodie. Yeah. All right, you you could be Harbaugh. Get get that man a clipboard. He's a winner, as am I. All right. Okay, so Shalom. Yeah, this was fun from New Haven. Thanks for listening.